0: Evening to us all. I want to welcome us once again to another VBR section, a virtual book review section. And for tonight, we would be looking uh, taking a closer look at the life or the story uh, of Elisha and the widow. You know, uh, for some weeks now, we've been considering the book Go Borrow Versus, written by Dr. Mensa Otabi and now um, the anchor for which the anchor scripture uh, is uh second kings chapter 4 from verse 1 to 7 and um it was rounded up last week but then i just want us to take a closer look at that chapter so as to um, get some other uh, things out of it because the word of god is inexhaustible we keep learning and uh, new things from it day in day out so and i trust the holy spirit to Open our eyes and understanding to certain aspects of it. I believe He wants us to see tonight in the name of Jesus. So, um, very quickly, I'm going to uh, be reading the text once again to us, basically from verse one to verse five of Second Kings chapter four. And the, the focus for this evening is all about maximizing your hoy, maximizing your heart and i'm going to read very quickly 2nd kings 4 verse 1 to 5 it says now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying thy servant my husband is dead and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the lord And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to the bondman. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? First question. Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Verse 3 says, Then he said, Go borrow the vessels, abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons. Who brought the vessels to her? And she poured out. So like I said once again, um, we are going to be looking together, maximizing your oil, which is uh, going to um, and, um, cause us to make uh, take a closer look at the story between Elisha and the widow and and th- we're going to be taking these verses one after the other as the holy spirit will help us so as to look closely at what the holy spirit is intending to pass across in the verses of this test or this scripture that we just read so beginning from verse 2 we all know the story you know what happened and you know, in the beginning the, the, who the widow is who the husband is you know she, one of the sons of the prophet elisha and uh, i mean of course due to what we read there with it, it we could actually infer or deduce that why the, the the man was alive the husband to the widow was alive things wasn't so good for him he had to borrow and all that you know to feed his family but eventually he died in the process and um the widow the wife and then uh, Son, the sons, the two sons, were left to to, to battle and to and uh, with life alone to pay off the debt, you no, know, which was held by the husband, and that's actually what led to the story, you no, know, between Elisha and the widow, you know. So, but in verse two, when the widow went to meet Elisha, narrated your story to Elisha. You know, Elisha actually asked her two questions. And the first one is, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And the woman responded to the questions, you know, that Elisha asked her and said, Thy handmaid had not anything in the house except a pot of oil. You know, it's important that we we, uh, understand that every one of us has or have a pot of oil which when traded with can turn the solution around every one of us have something it does not matter how bad the situation might look every one of us have a pot of oil yours might be something else but you have something no one actually is left empty by god no one is totally left empty you know by god everyone has have at least something to trade with when you look at the parable of of the talents that jesus christ gave you know everyone should have according to god's plan have or should have at least a talent a skill a gift to trade with so but the major challenge here is to recognize it and to also engage with it so many actually the problem of so many is not that they don't have something you know to work with that can change their story around but the problem is recognizing what you have recognizing it looking inwardly to recognize and number two valuing what you have now if you look at the story of the talent the man that had one talent or one gift didn't value it he he didn't value it which if he had done you could have he would have made more profits would have his life would have become better but because he didn't value it you know he discarded it because he didn't value it he just looked at it as something ordinary fact he didn't even see it as something that could actually change his life and that's why his life remained the same uh, the same way it was before the master left so valuing what we have is very very important i mean when you look at the story of Elisha and the widow i mean it's going to be absurd for the for for someone respond telling Elisha that i mean that all you've just got is a bottle of oil considering the enormity of the problem or the complexity of the problem the widow had i mean you no know, putting emphasis on the bottle of oil is absurd it's out of it but that's just to tell you how much the widow valued that bottle of oil. She valued it so so much so that you know she believed that it can become something extraordinary. She she valued it so much. So you we have to value that which we have. You value your gift. If you don't value what you have, nobody will value it. So it is the price tag we place on the hoy that we have on the giftings that we have that determines you know what people actually give back in return so we need to value uh, your hoy we need to value our hoy so now let's let's go to the to the next verse which says in verse 3 it says then he said having responded to elisha concerning what she has, having recognized what she has, having placed value on what she has, I give things. Elisha said, "Okay, now that you you, you understand what you've got in your house, now that you understand the capacities in which you could operate, in, now that you don't don't and you did not just understand, but you value what you have, because valuing is very very important. Value what you have is very very important. And when Elisha saw that." in her she now said okay now that you have that in place go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors now that's verse three, saying go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors now if you look at it go borrow the vessels of all thy neighbors not just from anybody but from your neighbors that to tell us that's a pointer to us that we can't just borrow from anybody and very soon we'll look at what borrowing you know what Elisha meant by going to borrow vessels but before we talk about that we need to understand that you can't just borrow from anybody anyhow go borrow the vessels from all thy neighbors from all thy neighbors not just everybody but from your neighbors those who are, because not everybody is fit to borrow you vessels not everybody actually has the capacity to borrow versus not everybody has what it takes you know for whatsoever uh, business you are into for your for your for your ministry you know well not everybody actually have, has, uh, has all it takes what it takes to enhance your business to enhance your skill to enhance your ministry so borrow from your neighbors from your neighbors from your brethren, those who are like-minded with you, those who actually, I mean, have the same, probably have have gone ahead of you in the same path, who actually have gotten experience, who actually have have, um, procured success in that feed. Those who know what it takes to to engender success in that feed. Go borrow from neighbors, not just from anybody. So now, what does it mean when Elisha says, go borrow vessels? You know, even though she's got what it takes, you know, well, I mean, even though she's got what to trade with, she's got the hoy. But we must understand that she needs to learn what it takes to trade with what she has. She needs to learn, you know, what, you know, how to trade with it, because she doesn't know what, you know, what it takes to trade with it. She has what to trade with, she's got the hoy, but she doesn't have or know what it takes to trade with it, and that talks about skill skill development you know she doesn't have enough capacity capacity building and really god deals with every one of us according to our capacities the capacities developed you know what we have won't experience multiplication or won't experience multiplication in whatever sphere of life we find ourselves if we won't develop the required capacity even the revelation, as a child of God, revelation answers to capacity. Revelation is a is a function of capacity, you know, which is a function, or a, you know, a result of the workings of the Holy Spirit in us. Now, remember, Jesus Christ told the disciples, "I have so many things to say to you." you no, know, it ye can't, you know, but you can't be it. Howbeit, when the Spirit of Truth is come. You know, he shall teach you all things. That means, even though Christ has so much to reveal to them, to tell them at that particular point in time, they don't have the required capacity to bear it. They don't have the required capacity for enlargement, you know, to receive more from God, to receive more from Jesus Christ. You know, so the the, the function... the, the, the amount of, of 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 blessings you receive from God from Christ, you know the amount of revelations that you have is a function of your capacity of the of the Spirit of God, the degree at which the Holy Spirit is working in us. You know First Corinthians chapter two talks about that the Spirit of God searches all things, yet the deep things of God, revealing them to us. So it's a function of capacity. So Elisha was more or less telling them to go borrow vessels, increase your capacity that bottle of oil that jar of oil won't increase that pot of oil you know that oil in that pot small pot will remain small you know but for you to see it multiply for you to see it increase we need to increase capacity she needs to increase her capacity that's why elijah said go borrow vessels. go learn what it takes to increase go learn what it takes to make it work I mean, it's, it's, it's so, it's so disheartening when, when, when I see uh, folks who are just doing things on a common sense platform, not learning what it takes or what is required to make that thing work. Building capacity, going for trainings, required trainings, going for seminars, going for teachings, you know, building capacities. The man with the five talents in the, in the parable of Jesus Christ experienced double by getting to work experience double by getting to work by building his capacity to handle greater tasks by being faithful in little because whosoever is faithful in little will be faithful in much you know god will actually entrust a higher responsibility to him why because he has built the capacity you know by proving himself in handling little and that was what happened to the man with five talents he was able to handle that fight very well, and by so doing he built up capacity to handle higher responsibilities, and that's why Christ could entrust more to him, and that's why he expressed multiplication. So the widow was asked to go borrow, you know, vessel everywhere. Borrow not a few. Go learn what it takes to trade with what you have. Go acquire the required or needed skill which will give room for enlargement go borrow borrow from technical from technology world borrow from a medical world borrow from everywhere from all over i mean no knowledge is lost you know everything you borrow you know wherever you borrow from is all those things that you're borrowing the knowledge the facts the information that you are gathering you know we enhance the fulfillment of your vision we enhance you know the multiplication we multiply your whole we help to help you to Package well that which you have. You know, so she was instructed to go increase her knowledge base. And that's what it means to go borrow Go learn as much as you can based on the business as an. So we must understand that to advance in whatever course or path we've chosen in life, we have to be well equipped with the right information. Because information is the fuel of every vision. Information is the fuel for every vision. It's great to have a vision or a clear clear cut goal for our lives, for it determines the deliverables you know, the deliverables in life, our deliverables in life, what we get in life. Because the word of God says, As far as your eyes can see, unto you will I give it. However, we must understand that the labor of the fool wearies him because he knows not how to get to. To the city ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15 so it's not just enough to know where you are going but you must know what it takes to get there it's not just enough for you to have the oil it's not enough for you to have the giftings the talent but you must know what it takes to trade with it to work with it, to enlarge it to multiply it, to beautify it so that's what it means to go borrow verses i mean life can be frustrating If the required knowledge isn't there, so please, I want to encourage us at this point. You know, it's not just enough for you to recognize your oil, it's not just enough for you to value it, but go a step further, learning what it requires. No, learning, getting facts, information on how to make it work, on how to make it expand and make it um, desirable, make it an enviable one. You know that everyone will want to come around you to actually learn and to actually trade you know do business with you we're told that the Queen of Sheba came all over from a kingdom to hear the wisdom of Solomon you know because wisdom actual I mean Solomon actually sat down to you know to get information to get fact to learn she stood he studied it. and that's why Queen of Sheba could come all over down from the from the east to Solomon. So God will help us in Jesus' name as we continue in this section. Okay, so um, we continue in, 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 the, in looking closely at the life of Elisha and the widow uh, talking about maximizing your oil and uh, now we'll be moving to the next verse which is verse 4 and it's going to be the last verse we're going to be talking about trusting the Holy Spirit to help us you know um, with it so now verse 4 says and when thou art coming thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons let's just stop there for a moment it says, when thou art coming Thou shalt shut the door. Now you've gotten all relevant facts as to what will work and what and won't work. You know you've, you've actually go borrow verses. You've gone to borrow as much fact. You've gone to learn from us uh, from uh, from different places as much as you can. You know, but now Elisha is saying, when all that is done, come back home, shut the door. You know, shut off distractions. Sit down, plan with what you've gotten, think through the facts, the information you've gotten. You know, work with the information, had and think through it, digest it. For true wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. And through knowledge, the rooms are filled with precious things, according to Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3. So Elisha was telling her, having borrowed from everywhere, I mean, because you, you, have, you have to be careful not to replicate you know, the work, works of others. So having borrowed from everywhere, sit down, plan, think through it, digest it, synthesize the information you've gotten and look at how applicable it's going to be to your own current situation. Because from those people you borrowed those things from, I mean, they've got different... Uh, Situations they've got different experiences, you know, they've got different circumstances which are uh, probably might, um, uh, may, might be different from what you are going through. So, but it's, it's, it's okay, you've you've borrowed, you've gone to borrow from them, it's okay, you've gone to learn what makes uh, their own venture work, but then you've got to sit down and look at how applicable is going to be to your own circumstances. So, sit down, shut the door, shut off distractions. And look closely at what you, you've, you've learned, you know, and, and, and that actually what is what best wisdom, you know, because the bedrock of wisdom is understanding, you know, the, the acquired knowledge. Understanding, acquired knowledge. The word of God says that wisdom is the principal thing, therefore, get wisdom, and with all that i getting, get understanding, because understanding is what makes wisdom wisdom. Understanding, understanding, you I know, mean, knowledge will just be knowledge. You know, just stop at knowledge if understanding is lacking. But when you have a good understanding of what you've acquired, the knowledge that is acquired, you know, you can apply it to know the right have the right application of what you've acquired. Then wisdom is said to be at work. So, Elisha was telling them "Sit down with it. Shut the door." and plan with it you know jesus christ you know what was saying to 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 his disciples that how many of you wanting to build a house will not first sit down and count the cost you know sitting down to count the cost what it will cost you to do to, to embark on this journey what it will cost you to do this business you know planning well Having gotten all the information, all the facts, having borrowed from left and right, center, you know, going forth and back, you know, sitting down to count the cost. Will it work? Will this work? Will this be applicable? What will it cost me to start this? What will it cost me to do this? What are the risks of doing this? What are the, the risks that is worthwhile, you know, for me to take? You know, counting the cost. What did it take to start and finish a project that you are about to embark on. Now, let's continue in that verse 4. Let's continue in that verse 4. It says, Having shut the door, now Elisha says, And shall pour out into all those vessels. You know, pouring out into all those vessels. Putting, pouring your whole self. Applying it all utterly. Giving yourself totally to all the vessels that you've gotten. Point your whole self to it. It's not just enough to learn, but to apply it. As a matter of fact, the greatness of every man is embedded in the application of the revealed truth to him. The greatness of every man is embedded in the application of the revealed truth to him jesus christ was talking about you know the greatest in the kingdom is not it's not the one who actually just teaches the truth but the one who teaches and doeth the truth so greatness is embedded you know or is found in application of revealed truth to us revealed truth so elisha is saying that you pour out yourself into it you pour out your, your whole being your totality you know you know to what you've learned applying it to your life applying it to your business applying it to whatsoever venture you know you find yourself in you know so l- l- let's consider. he said pour out yourself you know he said uh and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full so in essence he's saying pour out get to work start to put to use and work the things you've learned. Pull out yourself. Start to implement the plans. Get started. We must understand that nothing works on its own. Anything that must work must be put to work. Anything that must work must be put to work. So finally, 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 Elisha tells her to set aside that which is full. Separating your profit from your capital, and this is very, very vital. As a businessman, as an entrepreneur, you know, as a matter of fact, every one of us are engaged in business one way or the other, even as a child of God. Once you get paid at work, for those of us who are salary earners, once you get paid at work, separate you know your seed from it, don't heat up your tomorrow. Separate your seed, which is the tithe, and your offering separating your seed as a businessman separating your capital from the profit don't eat up your tomorrow don't spend up everything you know don't consume the seed elisha told the widow separate the vessels you know that are being filled go pay your debt with your profit and live on the rest and really that can only be possible if the woman at you know has uh, actually separated her profit from her capital because she will be able to live you know fine for the rest of her life if she had kept the capital because it's that capital she'll be able to trade with again make more profit and you know keep living you know, but if she has spent the capital you know at first together with the profit maybe she would only be able to um pay up her debt uh, perhaps for them living you know, life in subsequent times might be a great ordeal, might be so tough for her, you know. And will actually make her to go borrowing, you know, for sustenance, for livelihood again, you know. So, and that's why Elisha says, separate the field versus, separate your profit from it, separate your capital, don't eat your seed, don't eat your tomorrow. And I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. I believe that, you know, with, 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 from, from, from um, this, this short discourse that we have, that we, the Holy Spirit has spoken to us, that we've learned one thing or the other. But more importantly, according to what we've learned, I want us to apply some of these principles, to apply all of these principles. Apply them to our lives, you know, and I pray as the, as we apply them to our lives, as we do, that we will begin to experience a great turnaround, that we begin to see changes in our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen.